Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. With the biggest stories of the day, it's the Big Three at Three. Number one. All right, the big, big story uh, coming late last night. Got some Houston ties. Uh, Clint, the Giants, the San Francisco Giants, they tried to get, as Tyler calls him, the big ogre. They tried. They tried to get ugly as hell. The American League MVP Aaron Judge, and they failed there. No one should give an f about Aaron Judge, but they still went big game hunting, and they found former Houston Astro, and I guess you got to say former Minnesota Twin. Uh, I think he'll just completely forget about that year for the rest of his life. We all will. I think he will men in black erase that that year from his life. Minnesota's pretty forgettable in general. It's a real, actually, it's a really beautiful city. I've not been there in the winter, but it's really, really, really a beautiful city. But he is there, thirteen years, three hundred and fifty million dollar deal. My guy Jeff Passan, uh, one of the first people I saw break it last night. He, uh, this was his thoughts and uh, his breakdown of the trade. Or the- he was the last great player on the market. The other guy who's in that echelon sort of is Carlos Rodon, who was a pitcher with the Giants last year and probably at this point won't be coming back because they got Carlos Correa and they spent a pretty penny to do it. $350 million, Scott, is the most money ever given out to a shortstop. And considering that Fernando Tatis Jr. got 340, Francisco Lindor got 341. This to me is a contract that is analogous to the Bryce Harper. Deal. There are no opt-outs. There is a no-trade clause. If Carlos Correa wants to be a San Francisco Giant for the rest of his career, he is going to be. And this is a marriage proposal from the San Francisco Giants to Carlos Correa, and he said yes. All right, he did say yes. I was wondering what that they they asked they they, they proposed, and he said yes. No opt-outs. No opt-outs. Play. He's going to be honeymoon time now. Be a Giant until he's forty. Yeah. I'm, oh, wow. sitting, I'm sitting there thinking because I did just take a trip and I got my car broken. Into. Yes, you did. Uh, San Francisco. I wonder where he's going. To live. I imagine not where they're breaking into his car and stealing his luggage. Uh, he'll probably. I bet you make a trip down to Fisherman's Wharf. I mean, that's where it happened. But uh, is that where it was at? <laughs> yeah. You should take a look at the neighborhood wherever Full House was. Looked uh, beautiful. It, it was. It was. Yeah. That was. That's one you'll have to take a look at. I, I'm sure you don't give a rip about that. Nice neighborhood and really nice school up there next to it on that hill. But he's in San Francisco, Clint, and uh, it's the longest free agent deal, fourth largest dollar figure in history, most for a shortstop, topping Francisco Lindor and the deal he signed with the Mets. I got to say this, Clint, and and I've said this to you guys, I am downright shocked. Coming off of last year, where it looked like, man, he couldn't get more than six years. Like, he couldn't get teams – like the, the most we heard was the Tigers, and it was like 10 years, but it was like 200-something million, where he was like, nah, I'm good. Like, I was I, – I didn't – and then he came off of last year where he didn't blow blow you away with his numbers. Yep. It was all right, <laughs> and he came on as the season went on, and he didn't get a chance to go off in the postseason is when he – I yeah. think he really shows it, so he didn't have that going for him. So I didn't think he was going to get the big deal. I Honestly, I thought he was going to be – He's going to have to just accept another six-year deal or something because yeah. now he's 27 years old. But man, he got 13 years, 350. I didn't think. I didn't think when he had to sign that one-year deal with the Twins that the next year 
he would sign the largest contract yeah, in the history I, you know, the, for shortstop. Here's the the crazy thing too. Show is like there was a day and, and maybe it's still around and but there was a day when every time every time I spoke to somebody about Carlos Correa it was about how injury prone he was it was everybody yep. was everybody was worried about could he stay healthy hell and this was before he ever came up you know before he, the, the, he ever got to the end of his deal with the Astros before he ever the, the thought of him leaving was ever a thing it was one of those where almost like should you trade Carlos Correa I can't stay healthy if you get a chance yada 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 and now, all of a sudden, 13 years? Like, clearly the Giants aren't worried about health. No, no. Clearly the Giants aren't or, worried. Or the aren't, contracts aren't, at the end, like Albert well, yeah, Pujols and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, clearly they're not worried about age. I mean, it, when it's all said and done, um, th- there's, there is zero worry in this contract with no opt-outs. And I'll be honest with you, I, I, I love it. I mean, I, I, I love it from the Giants' perspective. Mm. Um. You know, we're, we're, we're really splitting hairs if we get down to where do you want to go 11 years or 13 years? You know, do you want to go 8 or do you want to go 10? Is he is he got a chance at 38? Well, okay, yeah, I'll take 38. But at 40, I don't know if he can still play. I, I, I like, one, I, I think Carlos Correa in a San Francisco Giants uniform is sexy as hell. I, oh, I, the, the cream, I, I think, or the, the cream, yeah, the cream off white look. They got. I just think the history, the 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 the, the sweet ass unis. The have you been to that stadium? Have you been around that stadium? That stadium is it's nice. I like where it is. It's nice, right off the bay. Is it the same one the Forty Dollars played in? No, 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 no. they got a new one. There's just downtown yeah, now. There's, isn't it? Yeah, there's. I think AT and T. At one point, they played in the same in the same park. They used to play Candlestick. Yeah, yeah but, the, yeah. but you know the Niners are in Santa Clara. Right, right, right. Got gotcha. you. Um. Yeah, I just think, I personally, as a sports fan, you know, one, I'm glad Jim Crane didn't give him 13 years. I, I mean, I like Carlos Correa, but Jim 13 years. Uh, but if I'm talking about somebody else's team, and so, like, I really like Carlos Correa in San Francisco. Um, I, I just think it's going to be a good fit, and it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, uh, yeah, th- this will be interesting. Clint, one of the things that came to my mind, though, when seeing this contract and starting to see the moves that are being made. Clint, this is the fifth contract in this offseason that a team has given a player eight years or longer. Like, we Woo, were starting that money. We were starting to see and believe owners and people were turning the corner on these long deals. Yeah, yeah. Like, like he got 13, Trey Turner got 11, Xander Bogarts, these are all shortstops. Got 11 years, obviously uh, Aaron Judge got nine at 30 years old. I thought we were starting to stop. You know, the teams aren't going to do that anymore. Jim Crane was one who was really out front on that. It just made me think, good, good Lord, if this is where we are right now, he's getting 350. Xander Bogarts is getting 282 over 11 years. What the hell is this about to look like for Framber? And what the hell is this money going to look you know, like for Kyle Tucker? Oh, yeah. Like I, like those two guys where we, we, we see what Jim Crane likes to do. Like everybody ain't going to take the Jordan Alvarez deal. Like, everybody's yeah. not going to do that. And I think Kyle Tucker has made it clear already. He's not. And, for, like, Framber as a starting pitcher, we see how valuable. I mean, Verlander at 40 just got $86 million over two years, 43. Like, what is Framber going to to cost you? Yeah. What is that? Like, that's what I'm saying. We're seeing the money jump back up again. And I'm like, what is that going to cost the, the Astros down? Like, I mean, they got – how many they got here who are young that ain't gotten paid yet? 
And they got quite a few well, that, that are right up against it. The two you named are the two. The two. I mean, the critical ones. The next up, right? <clears throat> Lord, don't let Jeremy Payton continue this. Like what? Like we're seeing the shortstop market right now, and what is it going to be like? Three or four years. I'm just. I'm just saying that is. You're right. That's just something to look at. Like they, if they're going to like keep, last night, maybe, and maybe they got guys in the wing, but they go, they're going to have to give out one of these deals. Like it feels like to somebody they're going to have to. And Framber is the one that makes the most sense, the starting pitcher. But I'm just afraid to seeing what those numbers are going to look like when we're seeing how high these contracts are going up. Yeah, I want, is Tucker that dude? I don't know. Well, listen, I don't know. No, I don't think Tucker's going to get in this. No, I'm not. I'm just talking about. I'm not talking about Carlos Correa monies, and I'm not. I'm just talking about is he the dude in in Major League Baseball in terms of outfielders that when his time comes, he's going to be able to put his foot down. Like like I'm talking about put his foot down and demand top money. Tyler, Tyler, do me a favor. Check check and see what the Mets gave or what Brandon Nemo got, the center fielder for the for the Mets, who's not anywhere near put up what what Kyle Tucker has gotten. Like, for me, when I'm just seeing these numbers, I thought in my head I had a thought of what Kyle Tucker would, would get. Like, I think it's jumped. <laughs> I think it's jumped. Yeah. What what, is, what did Nemo get? Nemo got eight years, 162 mil. Yeah, and he's not and, – and he's at center field, but he has not put up anywhere right. near the numbers. 20 mil a year. You know what <laughs> I mean? He's not – I mean, he was second team all MLB, Kyle Tucker was. And I'm just like, boy, this is – like the. The Astros are going to have some decisions and going to have to maybe change up things, and we'll see because these guys drop cash again <laughs> in years. So, Carlos Correa, 13 years, 350. Congratulations to he and his lovely lady. Lowe's. Big three and three. Number two. All right. Uh, as I said earlier, we will we will continue. Uh, we will let you know when the official injury report comes out. But these are reports from guys that weren't on the practice field uh, today, Aaron Wilson reports this. Texans wide receiver Brandon Cooks with the calf. Not practicing today, Clint, and not expected to play on Sunday. Nico Collins with the foot remains sidelined side along with Derek Stingley Jr. Uh, with the hamstring. But Derek Stingley was working on a side field by himself. Uh, Justin McCray, hamstring, was on a side field. Steven Nelson, Damian Pierce, uh, were out of practice and didn't practice either. Well, that that Steve Nelson, that's one to watch too. I mean, you have Stingley and Nelson out for this game. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this is this is just rough right here. Brandon Cooks, we've talked about. I, I just, I mean, I, I don't. I'm with you. I, I'm with you. I, I don't expect that we see Brandon Cooks potentially again. Yeah, yeah, show there. There's a couple of things. Look, I think the Brandon Cooks. If you just read between the lines, go back to a couple of weeks ago when Lovey Smith couldn't tell you whether you know whether it was a mild ham, a mild calf injury, calf strain or not. Um, when it's your when it's your most explosive player on your offense, um, the, the one of the highest paid players on the entire team, and the head coach flippantly says, "I don't, I don't know if it's mild or not." Kind of deal. I, I think this is more than just an injury. Um, yep. The Brandon Cooks thing is 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 fascinating. It's worth keeping eye, keeping an eye on. Um, and then when you look at at what's impacting um, guys that you expect to play that that aren't going to play, the Stephen Nelson and Damian Pierce are the ones that hurt you the most because Damian Pierce, you got to find a way to replace um, that production. 
and it looks like they're going to lean on Rex Burkhead. Hope I'm wrong. Hope it's 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 a heavy dose of Daria Gumbawale, but it's probably going to be Rex Burkhead. And then you look at Steve Nelson, man. I mean, this was a team that we wondered show when Derek when they started the season with Derek Stingley and Steve Nelson um, as their starting corners. It's like, well, your 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 first sub is is to move um, is to move uh, twenty five. Oh, Desmond King. Desmond King out to corner and he's I, I, look I love Desmond King if you're gonna play all zone and you're just gonna keep you're not you don't want to, to to risk him getting beat you're not gonna put, put him in a bunch of man situations then Des will be fine but but a lot of times especially when you're playing the Chiefs uh you can't always do that so uh I was worried about the Texans then and now here we sit with Derek Stingley and Steve Nelson sidelined you got Des King and Tremont Smith who's gonna be the who's gonna be their third string corner Javier no don't say that I just hell I don't I mean, who are they gonna go into this seat? Who are they gonna go into this game with their with as their their third string corner? All right, let me grab let me right? grab a check, let me grab a depth chart real quick. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully the Steve Nelson thing is just maybe uh, rest. Hopefully, we'll see the designation. I don't I don't know if that is the case. Hopefully, it is rest. But it did. Like well, he it came did, out last week. Yeah, he came out of the game last week. I said I'm hoping. Yeah. Oh, they're going to be in a tough spot defensively. But look, I mean, this team, this team, Lovey Smith and, and his crew, man. They, they, I mean, look, they're one eleven and one. So it, we're I mean, we're, we're, we're really here. we're really strained here. Thomas, Clint. That's the only other. That's the there only ain't no other way, corner boy. right now they have on this. I'm going to tell you, two is a problem in the slot when it comes to covering folks. Now Kansas City's coming to town, and you are one play away from moving him outside. Come on, man, it, it, that's going to be oh my. They yeah, did try they, to, they a couple expect, years ago. They did try to play Justin Reed at corner. That they didn't. expect uh, Kadarius Tony and uh, and McCole Hardman to be back. This week. That's great. I just that's the one, but that's the other one, man. And we 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 can you know Brandon Cooks is is big and and but Derek Stingley, man, we're in route for a fifth straight game missed. Yeah, and I'm good with that too. I I, I think Derek. I, 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 I understand where you're coming from, but it is, it's, it's it's just God, man. It's disappointing, like. This is a, right. Isn't this a week where you'd like you would love to see him to have to figure out this challenge and and what what these what Mahid and these receivers yeah. and all the different yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. I understand you don't want to you don't want to give it get him injured at all, but but man, these are valuable games that he is missing. You would yeah, love that, but him. that's and that's why I show I would like to see like most of the time I'm like, hey man, shelf him. I'm good. The season's the season's cooked. But with Derek Stingley, like, I, I do want to see Derek Stingley come back from an injury and play well. Like, I, I want to see Derek Stingley, given the fact that he was, he was uh, from a health perspective, held back in the in the prep for the season, then, and then obviously in training camp, and now, you know, eight, nine weeks into the season, he's down again. I would like to see him come back and, and get a little bit of run, even if it's just one or two ball games before the season's over. I would like for him, I think it'd be good for his psyche. I think it'd be good for him going to the offseason with, Having returned from an injury, played well, and then going to the offseason healthy. Yeah. I think that's best case scenario this for Derek Stingley. Five, five games in a row. Uh, we'll see potentially. Mild he was, hamstring. He was working on a side field, so I don't know. Maybe he'll he'll return. I, I'm not sure. Big three at three. Number three. All right, man. It's time, man. It, it's about time we start turning the, turning the corner. And some of you guys who have not gotten yourselves into the Houston Rockets, that you start to do that right now, damn it. Hey, Houston fans, I am so happy. They have won five straight at home, baby. And they win, it, win again against one of the 
West Powers, the Phoenix Suns, they can't they, they can't handle them. They beat them in Phoenix, and then yesterday they blow them out 111-97. And Jalen Green, who is rolling in this last stretch, at 26 again last night. He is coming. Clint, I was telling uh, uh, Tyler this before the show. I think Jalen, I think I think Jeremy Pena is probably the leader in the clubhouse right now. If you to say, all right, Houston athletes in five years that are going to be like some of the beloved, popular, the jerseys you're going to see, the the, the kids that who's your favorite player in, in Houston? That's him. It's I think right now Pena's probably the leader in the clubhouse over the next five ten years, but I think Jalen Green's got a chance to be right there with him. I, I think he is going to be. A fan favorite, a guy that people really like, and I think once he gets in front of the camera too, he seems to be uh, a, a a dude that wants to be a star that embraces it. And obviously, he's coming off of the last star they had here. People believe he's a turd like Tyler and James Harden. So anybody, any good, any next best player, people are going to be rooting for. But I'm telling you, man, if you had been out on the Rockets, tune in, man. It's it's entertaining. It's you, you've talked me into it. It is, you've man. You talked me into it, man. That Fernando I'll fella, that it. big fella boy, he's a, he's something else, man. I mean, he just he just punked somebody. Chris 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 Paul looked frustrated. Looks like he's still maybe dealing with the remnants of the Kanye thing. Mm. Well, it's painful. You think that's just been smoothed over? I don't know, man. Boy, your your relationship's in a bad spot if Kanye West can screw it up. I mean, I, I don't, that's just my opinion. I don't know. I hope so. I think she's still looking at his ass sideways. All right, uh, coming up, a little news. Uh, some Birdie just said in my ear, this is interesting uh, to announce happening with a former Texan. We'll let you know that coming up next. And I got, I, I, I got, I got a question about the quarterback situation for Clint that I've been wondering all week. And as we get into this this uh, Chiefs game coming up on Sunday, I got to get his thoughts on that. That's coming up next. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hubley. All right, Tyler whispered a little something in my ear uh, before break. Is this is this true? This is true. The news is uh, Adam Schefter says the Saints have claimed former Texans and Cardinals running back Eno Benjamin on waivers today. Agent Drew Rosenhaus confirms that is a fact. Clint. Well, it didn't Tyler. take long. No, it did. Clinton Tyler, I don't normally give a damn about second or third running backs like Eno Benjamin. I truly don't. But this is one that I really want to watch. Like, I really want to watch and see if we see any glimpse of anything with the Saints. If he gets some run. And he's somebody I'm going to watch maybe even into next year, too. Because... I watched him, and I saw promise, and I was really actually intrigued by the move. I'm not going to say he's going to be anything. When the Texans made it November 15th, I was intrigued watching him before and then, you know, hearing them talk about him and speak highly of him. And to the, as I said yesterday, the words that the offensive coordinator used of a dynamic playmaker. And I don't, and to me, just visually, and maybe it's just Sundays that I'm looking at, I don't think in four weeks he got a real opportunity to show any of that when he got just three touches uh, and minimal time on the field. I am really intrigued. Is this going to be another one of those players where you're going to be looking at in any way and just saying, he damn sure could have helped the Texans. I mean, he damn sure could have helped the Texans because there's several of them out there. Like the Texans struggle right now against the run 
and Shaq Lawson, damn sure, does uh, is doing work as well as anybody on the defensive line uh, in Buffalo, as well as anybody on the Texans here. And Charles Amenahue, the same thing. You're like, what is what's what is that going to look like? A couple of corners they've had that they've not really given a lot of opportunity and bounced on. Eno Benjamin is one that I'm really just going to keep an eye on. Yeah, I mean, I'm anxious to see. I think anytime somebody basically just holds the roster spot and never really gets an opportunity with with the Texans when they move on, I, I'm anxious to see what another team can do with them. I mean, here's the reality of the situation. The New Orleans Saints claimed Eno Benjamin. The New Orleans Saints sit in the number five spot. Uh, so that means that the Eno Benjamin got by three teams. The Texans are number one. They're the team that released him or waived uh, waived uh, Eno Benjamin. The Chicago Bears are two. The Rams are three. The Broncos are four. Um, this this is the most recent list I can find of the waiver order. Uh, but the Saints are sitting at number five. And so that's a pretty good sign for Eno Benjamin. Look, the last time he got waived, the team that was first in line caught him. That's the Texans. He gets waived again. Right, you got the Texans still sitting at one. He slipped by three teams, and the Saints signed him at five. So clearly, these teams think highly of him because if he wasn't worth the flip, he'd clear waivers and become a a free agent, or he'd slip all the way down to let me see who's thirty two on the list: the Philadelphia Eagles at thirty two, or the Vikings at thirty one, the Bills at thirty. Um, he would he would slip significantly. So. Yeah, I think you there's some value there with we've we've seen this kid play before. We've seen him play really well before. Um we've we've now seen him hit the waiver wire twice and never slid past the number five team. So um hell he's yeah, a, hell he's yeah. He's I mean, just an interesting one. Like somebody I, I mean, if he why. goes to New Orleans, I know the organization, Lovey and Nick will tell you that it doesn't matter and man, you know, we just gotta make the best decision for the team and yada yada yada. But if if he goes to New Orleans and within the first, well, hell, we got a month left football. Within a month of football here, he puts up good numbers and, and plays an extensive period of time. While these guys are over here, these guys are over here just staying loyal to Rex Burkhead, then then I think it's a tough look for him, no yeah, question. All right, so Eno Benjamin, not, not that didn't last long. He is picked up by the New Orleans Saints, the second ex-Texan. They had David Johnson earlier this year. Tyler, did you say David Johnson got picked up by somebody this week? Yeah, I think he may have been with him for a while, but he was elevated to uh, the active roster. I'm blanking right now the, on the team the he's Saints, with. The Saints, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. Mark, Mark Ingram. There it is. Mark Ingram's knee is, is I saw it last week. They His got all kinds of ex-Texans over yeah. there. Light bulb. They got, they got Mark, Mark, Mark Ingram. Well, Mark Ingram's still a dude. That they, they lean on him yeah. heavy. Yeah, I mean, the, the other ones, I think, are knee-jerk reactions to injuries and see if they can't get they can't get somebody else in there, but um, you know, with Alvin Kamara as their featured back, they need somebody, somebody that they can they can rough up through the first half of football game to keep to keep Alvin Kamara healthy and stretch in the second half. So we'll see, man. But I think you know Benjamin in in uh, in New Orleans, if if he goes out there and produces, I think it'd be a tough look for the Texans for sure. All right, uh, as we get you ready for the uh, the Texans and the Ch- and, and the Chiefs coming up on Sunday, Clint. I, this is what I've been thinking. Like we, I think we all agree. That Sunday, the Texans, and, and I think there are reports out, Lovey feels the same way, that the Texans should continue um, what they what they did against the Cowboys Sunday, you know, featuring uh, Davis Mills and Jeff Driscoll in the same way and, and, and using the two-quarterback system. It's the most effective their offense has been, the most effective their quarterback play has been. We, I think we agree that should continue 
um, at least Sunday. But it really worked. And my thought is, Clint, for you, somebody who's played the game, has watched it and seen this and seen two quarterback situations, is this is this something that is sustainable for them or is this something that really the reason it worked against the Cowboys is because the Cowboys just were surprised? Now, I, I will say in fairness, the Cowboys had a halftime, and, I mean, it didn't seem like they, they were that much better at it. I just wonder, is this something that can be effective at least for the next three, four weeks for the Texans, or will we'll be looking at this like, okay, now teams didn't got tape on it and they're just going to get destroyed here? Well, I think there's several questions there. No, it's not sustainable. I mean, you, you've got you've got a um, uh, something that, that worked once and it worked um, with lesser talent significantly lesser talent and and they're going to they're going to ultimately bottle that up and force you to try to win left-handed which is force you in a situation to throw the football and the I think the Cowboys would do that 9 out of 10 times. I I think there's you look at the way the Cowboys played that game the other day. I, I think there's there's several things that, that 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 took the the Cowboys by surprise and Jeff Driscoll playing in, in that ball game um, was down the list. I, I think the way Dak played, the way this offense played and struggled ultimately for four quarters, I, I think took the Cowboys by surprise. I, I think I, I think the the turnovers that the Cowboys had took took them by surprise. And then number three, the the Texans' ability to have a little bit of success um, with a, a two quarterback approach, a little bit of an unorthodox approach. Um, did 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 using Jeff Driscoll take them by surprise yeah probably I mean I don't I doubt they they really expected Jeff Driscoll to come in there and be a guy that took half the snaps at quarterback but was the offense that they unrolled something that's unstoppable something that's sustainable something that doesn't need a counterpunch absolutely not um they the the, the the here's the problem is the Texans are in a, in a spot show where they're, they don't have any other answers. No, oh, yeah. Like, for them. <laughs> they got to do this. For them, that is their best approach to see, hey, can it work Can it work for the last month of the season? Can, can they somehow, you know, get, get uh, a couple of turnovers and be able to capitalize with some kind of funky little uh, quarterback rotation and Jeff Driscoll running the football inside and out and doing some different things? Can they clean up the negative plays where they didn't execute at all uh, that would be a good start to to this thing, this this two headed monster. Uh, Use the word monster loosely there, didn't I? But this two hundred is two headed attack. Uh, you know, working. I, I think the Texans do it more because it's all that they can do. Oh yes, it, it's it, it's the best option they have more so than it's sustainable or the defenses won't be more prepared. For and it. I want to be. I want to clarify sustainable. I mean sustainable. I'm talking like, hey, next week. Can they be effective yeah. offensively like they were? Like because just because to me, I wonder. All right, Steve Spagnola, the defensive coordinator for the for the Chiefs, he now has this on tape, right? In a way yeah. that this this now will we come in here and look at this and see like they're not going to be effective now that teams have seen this, they'll be able to understand and take this thing away. Or can they can they get away with this thing for a couple of weeks? Can they get away well, with t- this if thing? If teams turn it over in the red zone, yeah. Here's the thing: is I the turnovers like, were a big. Thing. Here's here's where I think you you got to look at it as if the the Texans today, from an offensive standpoint, are harder to game plan for than they were a week right? ago. That's, 
Damn shoot. I mean, you, you, you're you licking your chops if they come out there with Davis Mills or Kyle Allen, no Nico Collins, no Damian Pierce, no Brandon Cooks, and they're going to stand back there. They're going to run a pro-style offense with a fullback in the game. They're going to hand it off inside to whoever the running back is, and then when you get them in third and eight plus, you know where the quarterback's going to be standing. Pin years back and go get him. Right? I mean, that's that's very easy to defend. Uh, very easy to just absolutely suffocate this offense. Um, and now all of a sudden you've got uh, you, you got Amari Rodgers around the end on the speed sweep. you got to respect the speed sweep. You, whoever they have on the inside run, this offensive line, I think will block it up to where there's a little bit of success there. If, if Davis Mills is in the game, they're a better passing offense. If all of a sudden you look up and, and Driscoll's in the, in the ball game, hey, he, he can run inside the tackles and he has the ability – to attack you on the edge. Pass. And, yeah, now if you respond by putting more guys in the line of scrimmage, you know, he can throw it over your head. So the they're, wild more, Jeff. they're more difficult to defend and prepare for right now than they have been all year long. Yeah, that, that, that's key. And you're right. The turnovers allowed them to continue to sure. be able to, to implement this. Because if they're down by 14, <laughs> yeah. maybe they got to they gotta start throwing it more. Or hell, who knows what they'll do. All right, listen, with all this talk, I, I think – Jeff Driscoll is getting screwed. Uh, I think he deserved better. I think he is getting screwed. I'll tell you what I mean oh coming boy. up next. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Well, my partner has it smelling extremely good in here. My goodness. Good like uh like a perfume or cologne or good like food. The food, man, a little sexy soup. Oh, it's been it's been uh just you know with body odor and, and cologne, you know it's been pretty pretty fresh in here. Uh, but the 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 the, the, the food definitely a little chicken broccoli and cheese soup. The wife uh, purchased. She's That's got a bad, she's got a gal that preps some meals for us over on the east side, and she uh, I opened up the old fridge, and boy, there was. About ten of them in there, so I grabbed I grabbed one and ate it, and I said, oh, "I ain't gonna get it done." Oh, you, I need I need, I need, oh, you I, went yeah. to the well twice. Yeah, that, that ain't gonna get it done. I need I need I'm, I'm a growing boy, you know, and so I, I just grabbed I just grabbed a little bowl of soup to, to add to it. I think you're done growing, man. Yeah, you're closing into your mid forties. Well, I wish I was done growing, boys. I wish I was done growing. I think I'm top two fifty. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I think I'm top two fifty. When's the last time you've been over two fifty? Thick ass boy. You think you're too like you think if you got I know on the 100% scale, I'm over two fifty. I may be knocking on two sixty. Like right now, if you had to guess, did you just laughing? Come on, man. He is no. Gonna... Hey, go eat a, go eat a chip or something. <laughs> yeah, go eat um, some hot sauce. <laughs> yeah, go eat. Yeah, ruffles and hot sauce. Okay. How about you have that for lunch? How, how about a piece of step gum? in the right direction? How about a piece of gum? Just eat. <laughs> like right now, if you had to if you had to guess, you throw the number on right now. What do you think it's at? Fifty six. You think you've crossed over 55. Like, you think you're closer to 60 I, than 50. I, I, I think the answer to both of those questions you just asked, 56, is yes. You think Woo. so? You really do? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Gosh dang it, man. I tell you, man. I mean, I just, I've been undisciplined. Are you um, me? Are you Are you honing in the start of the new year to really? Well, I, I, if I'm going to be completely transparent with everybody, let's just, hell, let's just pull the carpet, at, carpet up. Let's um, do it. I'm here for I mean, I I had I had in my mind because my birthday is December the 29th. I got That's 15 right. days. When December one hit, my my thought was December one's gonna hit. I'm gonna get serious about this and I'm gonna get to 230. 
And I've been able I've been able to do that in in the past. I was gonna say your history. I feel like that's like not just it's your very history. Doable. You're an ap- ap- athletic person. It's you can. It feels like for you, it, it takes a week or two, like maybe two weeks to get in the groove, and then you know what you're eating, you know what your workouts in, and you can sustain it because you've done it your whole life in a way that that others like us can't. Well, I I I, I can. I can let it. I can. I can get it. I can get it off pretty quick. Always have been able to, but I'm be honest. We're 14 days into December, and I've been piss poor. My effort sucks. Um, good thing is, is that we eat halfway decent, you know. So, um, so I, it's not just out of control. But yeah, it's. I mean, I'm. I'm is very. It, is I'm it, very disappointed in myself. Is it the baby that element? Do you? How much do you think that is adding to the difficulty? Well, there's an element. There's an element here of being married and and the baby, and I'm not putting it on them. I, I'm. Oh, it's I just, just a change. There was a time when nothing got in the way of my workouts, like nothing. Nothing got. Nothing took my mind off my workout. There was nothing during a day that that I, I was going in a job. I hell, a, a real job on every day. Like there's nothing was going to keep me from getting my workout in and when I got married and when I when I had a baby then you know I I really don't give a rip like I got when I leave here I got I got one thing on my mind that's seeing my girls like I don't you know I, I got to get back in the groove which I, I I'll never not want to see my girls but I got to get back in the groove of making my my workout a priority yeah. in the mornings or it's when we get done here I hit it you know the thing but the, the other thing is I can't half-ass like I, it's very difficult for me. Like I'm either all or nothing, and from a workout perspective, I'm I'm like I'm I'm gonna get four out of five days, five out of seven days a week, if or or I'm just gonna half-ass my. I'm just gonna get. Or you're not you gonna know, do. It. Not gonna do it. Yeah. You're either going hard. That's what I say. You all need in about, or all out. You need about two weeks. I need a sauna. Is what I need. No, I'm that's thinking about buying. I've been thinking about one for you. Just can't, you just well, no, I, I do, that, that's part of my my workout routine. There, there's there's unbelievable health benefits for, for with with saunas. Number one, number two, I, I almost re- got kicked out of a YMCA due to a sauna. But go ahead. Well, no, I don't know what you're doing in your sauna to get kicked out. I, I'm Were saying you naked. No, I was exercising in there. Well, and people came running in. Sir, you can't do jumping jacks in the sun. Nah, that's a lawsuit waiting to that, happen right yeah, there. Yeah, I, I mean, the guy doing jumping jacks that's sweating profusely every time he, I mean, looks, I mean, every time he does a jumping jack, he sprays sweat up and down each wall. Of, that that would be a reason. Sit out, damn. Like, I'd, I'd kick you out, too. I, I, listen, I'm mad. Listen, I was, I was young, younger. Not young. I was about 20, 20 yeah. in my stupid days. But I'm, I am, you know, I'm in there. I'm fully clothed. I'm like I'm sure. not sure. I'm paying. How heavy and, were you at the time? Oh, I, I was probably in a good spot, but probably two ninety. In in so you're sitting, you're sitting two ninety with I'm three layers on, doing jumping jacks I'm in a sauna. Two layers, <laughs> and I'm and I am and I'm hitting it. And I'm yeah, yeah. But oh, so but getting but, good work in too. But I mean, quiet is kept. I've been doing this like this has been a part of my routine for a couple of months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm hitting it, and this and this guy is on the hop. He's having like he's having to get through and go busted around a pool, like an indoor pool to get to me because the sun is set back from the pool and he is on the. I said, "The hell is this?" And I'm facing him through the window. Right, right, right. Sir, you have and he's he's pretty firm with me, <laughs> and he was a young kid too. Sir, you can't do that in here. You can't. You can't. You have Somebody to sit down. I said, you. I said, oh my fault, man. And then I came. I remember coming back to the court. He was like, "Man, this dude got all over, they got all over my ass because I was in there doing jumping jacks in the sauna." That's because you're gonna pass out, fool. That's a good. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
That's right. I was just going to say, either somebody told on you or or from a health perspective, they were worried about nah, you. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. That's, that's, and then I thought it through. Like, yeah, you probably right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just retain a lot of water. And so, I mean, I could lose 10 pounds in the next two days if I had a sauna. You're just big boned. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, did you see me in the – what did you do? Did you see me in the bathroom? <laughs> what, did you look over the partition? That's pretty good. Yeah, big sick oh, big bone, not oh, big muscle. I, I, my yeah. bad. I didn't know. Um, not big muscle. That's pretty good, though. I, I didn't know what he was talking about. But yeah, that that's. Um, I'm I'm not real. The point of the story is I'm not real. I'm not real uh, proud of, of my ways, and and I've let myself go a bit. And um, reset it to January one. Set it uh, after the birthday, January one. Are the style of pants you've started wearing? Are you buying husky yet? Wow. No, no, I hadn't had to buy any new clothes. Well, that's good. I'm still I'm still in all the same clothes. From the text when you from start the, buying husky, that's when you know things have really gone wrong. From the trailer woolen frame. I got a lot of hus- I got a, a lot of husky people out there. I love Tyler. We're talking about. <laughs> I do too, you. man. Uh, More to love. I know. Uh, sounds like old Clint Sterner needs to hit the damn gym. LOL. How the hell did you let yourself go like that? First off, sounds let, like let yourself. <laughs> sound, sounds like someone who's not living a real life. Uh, sounds like someone who ain't had kids yet. Sounds like someone who ain't. <laughs> Like Clint's just got yet. a belly like poking out <laughs> yeah. under his shirt. Yeah. I mean, wait, get get your get your lay your ass down to bed, and get up at two thirty in the morning, possibly five thirty in the morning, <laughs> to feed a kid that wants to that you think you think you've gotten the answer because you fed them, but no, that's not it. They got another thirty minutes <laughs> in their ass for you, just waiting for you, and then get back and then think like, oh, I gotta I gotta fix these lights, or I gotta put these lights up, or I gotta do stuff. And then see if your ass got time <laughs> and you feel like working out. I hate people who do that. Well, it's too no, I can't There's say always you can't yeah. let yourself go. Oh, okay. I, There's always live his, excuses. Live his life. Get, live, live, it for just, live it for a week. You can always you have an excuse, man. You can always have an excuse. Or, you always find one. No or question you just about it. win, I mean, baby. here's the deal. Let's be honest, though. There's a I mean, point to that, but you can under, I can understand if you've lived a little life how somebody yeah. – I mean, I, look, I, but I, I mean, I, I carry I carry a little heavier weight than most than than most you would carry think. Anyway. Well, well, I, I carry I, I carry like two thirty is a good number for me, and people would think I was two ten. Yeah, like I was gonna say, how much you think you weighed when I met you three years ago? Who two thirty five two two forty probably two thirty five. See, I, I wouldn't have think, I wouldn't have thought you put on fifteen plus fifteen pounds. Well, if you see if you put see a picture, you can see it in in the in the neck in the face in the neck. Looking like Tyler in the face and the neck and there, old big faced him. I have a big face? Big face, big I've neck. Never gotten that. Average beard. A well above <laughs> average beard. <laughs> if we're gonna hey, be honest here. Hey, that is good to know his weak spot. Hey, hey, here's the deal. Hey, I got another I got another question for y'all. Can we get off me being a fat ass? I mean, I, I yeah, mean, nah, it's just I'm I'm, I'm with, I know you're gonna do it. I'm 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 gonna clean, clean it up. I'm gonna clean it up. You 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 motivate me, man. Um there's something happened to me today that I I I just I absolutely hate. I turned the corner down here, coming up in the parking garage. You know, you know, right where the parking garage goes from being covered to to where you come up the ramp. Mm-hmm. There's three dudes in this building, and if y'all listen, I'm sorry, but I just got to I got to check you on this. I oh, don't be sorry. Save three dudes chest. that work in this building, and they are they are side by side, probably a foot apart, side by side. And if I'm lying, I'm dying. 15 parking spaces worth I'm behind them idling up this ramp they're in the middle of the street oh that's the worst they're, they're, in the, they're in the middle of the deal they turn the corner to start walking towards the, the front door 
Stay in the middle. Oh, pay attention, asshats. No, they saw me. Hell, oh, one of one of them was one of them was goosenecking so selfish. hard to his right that he, in his conversation he had. There's, I could see, I could see, a, I could see one of his eyeballs. I could see one of his nostrils, damn near his, his entire mouth from my from my. I took a picture of it. His mouth. I, I'm just gonna tell you, not his mouth of them walking in front of me. I, there's nothing. There's not nothing. There, that, this is one thing that really chaps my hide. When somebody is riding a bike or walking in the street for an extended period of time, get your ass up. I I get mad as hell. Like it, they make, re- you, they make you for a split second want to do something stupid. It makes me want to say, like, as I pull by those guys, like, "Hey, man, the hell makes y'all think y'all are so special? You you can walk up this ramp, like, literally, man. They were spread across, like the teacher told them, get arm lengths apart." And walk up this ramp. I'd roll down my window and I'd say some real sarcastic I, I, like, uh, "It makes me want to do something stupider than that." You just, uh, just take your time, fellas. Makes me want to go and open up my door and back up. I wanted to honk my horn. Damn, I would have. I mean, I, I don't or know, ride their tail. But it just made me think. Even when I'm out, even when you're out in a neighborhood or you're you're out in downtown or something, and somebody is deliberately walking, like out in the street and just taking their time, and you're just like. Hey man, get your ass out of the get out of the lane if it's in a parking lot. Get out of the get out of the street if it's in the road. Like, I mean, it it it, it really is chapped my hide many a Gosh, time. But boy, it, it got me this morning when I was pulling in, man. Sure. Really got me. And my yeah. boys, them when three old start boys, holding up, we got a lot of attorneys. Traffic. We got a lot of attorneys in this building. So whichever one of y'all just strolled your ass up at a parking garage ramp today, don't let it happen again. It's gonna or happen. you'll be dealing with the judge. It's going to happen again. Don't let it happen again. Just people be in their own world. They're just inconsiderate, man. It really? I no, hate inconsiderate That's exactly people. what it is. They're not thinking about anything else that is going on around them. They do their own thing. Selfish-ass people. Idiots. <laughs> Sucker for love ass. Jackasses. Bitches. Asshats. This is not going to a good place, boys. Tramps. Morons. I'm out of it. Uncircumcised bastards. The old, the, old anteater, the old anteater makes a return. <laughs> the old anteater made the return, boys. Oh, man. All right, what you got? Come all on. right, look, we've, we've all been screwed by a roughing the passer penalty, whether it's our team that we're rooting for being penalized or we got a big bet on the line, and that bet was jeopardized because of a silly roughing the passer penalty. We've all been sick with this before. I got good news for all my NFL fans out there. Change may be coming on the rough and the passer front in the NFL, folks. We'll talk about that next.